This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week is Senior Week at Bates. So, we have an all-senior episode of the Bobcast. We preview NCAA championships in two sports as Bates competes on the national stage in both track and field and women's rowing this weekend. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. It's time to preview the NCAA Women's Rowing Championships, set for this Friday and Saturday at Nathan Benerson Park in Sarasota, Florida. Senior Captain Lily Kender joins the Bobcast to give us the inside scoop as Bates goes for its fifth straight national title. Well, Lily, it's finally here. NCAA Championships, Memorial Day weekend coming up here in Sarasota, Florida. First of all, we're talking on a Monday. You're flying out early tomorrow morning. Yes. So how excited are you to make this trip uh, for the third time now for your uh, career here at Bates, right? Yeah, so it is so exciting. Um, just this year seems just extremely special, and the whole team is just beside ourselves. We're so excited. And um, like you mentioned, for the third time, and it feels like there's so much has happened. You know, we're so lucky with COVID being done, so we're, like, ready to go. And you mentioned uh, off-air, there's only three seniors making the trip, and so it's a small but mighty senior class, I suppose. What's this group like? Oh, they're incredible. Um, we've been through so much together, and um, the three of us have really come together, and we're the best of friends, and I just there's no one else I'd rather do it with. Um, uh, Fia and Kate are both just such incredible people, and one thing that is for sure is that they have dedicated so much to this team and are just their heart is just in it, and I can't wait to travel with them. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Kate. She's um, one of the captains, actually. So what's her leadership like? Yeah, oh, Kate is incredible. Um, Being a co-captain with her was such an honor. Um, She is just there for the team at every moment. Um, She does also so many logistical things that kind of even go over my head a lot of the time, and she just knows what everybody's doing, knows how everybody is doing, um, and is just there for everybody at all times. And so also to just have her coming down to Florida as well is just, I couldn't be more excited. Terrific. And then let's go back to NIRCs real quick, because I thought the first varsity eight grand final was interesting in that Ithaca College, we knew they were good. They were good last year, but they just jumped out to a lead and did not relinquish it the entire time. I mean, you were opposite side of the river from them, but what was that race like from your perspective? Yeah, so that was so... A uh, pretty fun race, actually, to have. And it's it's pretty cool to have other crews just right there with us, kind of we're battling it out all the way through. So it's going to be really fun in Florida to really battle it out with them. Um, and they're amazing crews as well. Ithaca was um, fun to race because we hadn't seen them. You know, we battled with Walsley, and then Ithaca, like you said, kind of came out there. Um, but from a rower's perspective, our coxswain did a really good job kind of telling us you know, where we were in, in comparison to them. And all the way down to line, um, Lucy Del Cole was really telling us, these two crews are going for it. We got to go with them. We got to go with them. And, um, you know, they had us just by, I think it was 0.4 again of a second. Um, but I think we're going to be ready to try to get them, get the, our ball ahead 
this weekend. Well, yeah, I mean, the strategy for Bates typically is let the other teams kind of set the pace and you match them sort of um, in the early part of the race and then make your move for more mid to late race. Um, so, I mean, when a team sprints out like that, what is that like? I mean, yeah, so we're really um, it is pretty cool how, you know, if a team does kind of go really quick off the line, um, we have been really well trained to kind of not panic um, in situations like that. And I think what's really amazing about this crew that we have is we've had a lot of young, new people. And I think that in rowing, a lot of it is mental and a lot of it is staying calm and also confident. Um, so if you do see kind of from a rower's perspective, if you're kind of on the start line and it's, it's pretty hectic and people are saying a lot of things and all these boats start just going off the line really quickly, it's easy to kind of panic. And that's one thing I felt a huge development in, um, in just feeling those other, like all eight of us kind of take a breath. And I found in NIRCs that it felt like we weren't rattled by it at all. I think Lucy Del Cole also did a really great job of keeping us calm and just saying, you know, stick to our race plan, race how we know how to race. Um, and I think that that was really important in that race. It was cool to see Lucy feature in row 2K also, right? Yes. Yeah. That was so great. She's, uh, she's so awesome and so well-deserved. And, um, I think our, our boat was really excited to see that. And she's obviously handling the one V as a sophomore, but it's really her rookie season, right? Yeah. Yep. What's she been like? Oh, she's been so incredible. Um, I think the one thing, I mean, there's so many things about Lucy Del Cole, but I think she does such an incredible job having that confidence as a sophomore. I think um, coming in and and that's such big, I'm sure, pressure. And she talked to her a lot about it and how she just handled it so well. But never did she ever flicker of her confidence. And I think she just knew her role. She also listened to all of us so well. And we kind of a perfect match of how as a boat to kind of synchronize and and Lucy knew exactly what we needed at different times. And, um, she works so hard and I think, um, just carries herself with such poise and confidence that it really, she, it was perfect for our boat this year. So for you, we've touched on this as your third trip to NCAAs for many of your teammates, this will either be their first at all, or maybe their first in the one V or second perhaps. But I mean, so what do you tell them about this experience? What can they expect? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I believe there's like four out of the 18 of us or something that I've ever been mm, in yeah. general. And so it's, it's really um, so incredible. And I think it's really fun to see how excited everyone is. Um, and it's fun to talk about even the little things about even Nathan Benderson Park or where we sometimes run for a warm-up. Last year we saw alligators <laughs> as we're running. And <laughs> these little stories that I think are fun to talk about with people and, and fun to both kind of calm down the nerves with these fun little stories. And then also the actual start line at Nathan Benderson Park is a lot different than a lot of the start lines that we're using um, in the season. For example, there's a boot that comes up and like holds our bow ball in place and little things like when it starts, it, it like flashes down and there's a big kind of clunk splash. And as a rower, you also see a light and there's never lights at mm. Worcester or anything like that. And so talking about all of those things and preparing the team that all of these big flashy things are exciting and neat, but 
there's no, we don't race any different. It's going to be the same. And I think we're really lucky that we're mentally prepared for that. We do a lot of mental training to just remember you picture being on the Androscoggin. Um, and I think that'll help a lot. Well, yeah, it's a venue that was built for rowing exclusively. I mean, this is a right. rowing venue. And so you mentioned all the kind of bells and whistles, right? It's, right. It feels very uh, big time, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Even our, there's even a um, designated warm-up area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is also interesting. And, and one thing I didn't actually even realize until this year, how for a coxswain, they have to plan it perfectly well for when how long their laps are going to take and then how to time that so that you're not down on the other end when you're supposed to go on the start line. All these little things that, again, both um, Bella and Lucy Delcole have been doing so well, just being like, okay, all because both of them had never experienced this before. Um, and so they're kind of taking that in stride and they do a good job calming the, the crew and being like, that's our problem to worry about, not you guys. <laughs> and they're doing great with that. In terms of like the team's mentality, sort of, I mean, it's kind of, you know, intangible, but do you come into this with a favorites mentality that we've won the national title four straight years as a program, we should win it again? Or do you come in with an underdog's mentality? It's like, Wellesley and Ithaca are now both ranked ahead of us. We need to surprise some people. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. I actually think our team does take a lot of the underdog mm. kind of mentality. And um, I think for a couple reasons. I think one, circumstances of this year, it is true that we're kind of, I think, almost these three crews you know wellesley ithaca and us and i mean every other crew out there is the same just can't ever take any um for granted and so i think that's always been our mentality of all right this is a new year um anything can happen uh go at it from kind of an underdog perspective um but it is funny because i think even back to my first year at bates and um even then when we had beat other teams prior to going I remember specifically my senior captain I had made the mistake of talking about when our race time would be the next day and I think I referred to the final race and she said to me right you can never say that Um, (laughs) so I feel very lucky that we're part of a team that is very never assumes always kind of keeps that humble like low profile of of the, every year is a new year. We got to fight for it and we got to earn it every year. Yeah, focus on the heat. Don't think grand final already, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. And then, um, you know, just kind of for you, we've talked about this before how you came in as a novice rower, um, you know, such a welcoming introduction to the program. I mean, could you imagine being an All American uh, when you were a first year uh, two years later? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I, I've done a lot of reflecting about how lucky. Um, I've been to even just be at Bates and even row. I know when I started college, I didn't even know I'd become a rower. Um, but it just makes me reflect so much on the program and how coach um, is just so incredible in teaching people how to row. I mean, he's so skilled technically, but also just so welcoming. And so many people are just start this and, and to have a program that allows that is just incredible. But then also to just have so many incredible teammates that also just welcome you and I remember my first year here having Sophie Claus and Claudia Glickman also be walk-ons as captains was so welcoming and I was like okay they can do it maybe I can do it and from them to people all throughout the years um, I definitely could never have done it without 
them and, and the support of the program. So so fortunate, um, so lucky to be at Bates and to have chosen Bates. Great. Well, we'll be covering the NCAAs on GoBatesBobcats.com, GoBatesBobcats Instagram. Uh, I'll be down there this weekend. Uh, Lily, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, our women's rowers are in Florida this weekend. A pair of Bobcat track and field athletes head to Geneva, Ohio for the NCAA championships. Junior men's thrower Liam Byrne will compete in the discus on Thursday and the hammer on Saturday. Meanwhile, Women's senior captain Elise Lambert looks to cap off her career in style in the 800 meters, with prelims on Friday and finals on Saturday. She joins the Bobcast to preview her final meet as a Bobcat. Well, Elise, 800 meters again for you, this time outdoors, coming up this weekend. And first of all, the outdoor season for you, I know you've battled back from some setbacks in April, and it sounds like you had a pretty good last qualifying meet, though, it looked like, right? Yeah, I mean, this season's definitely been a ride. Um, it started out a little bit rough, still coming off of indoor season, being, you know, a little bit burnt out from that, and then got hit with COVID and the flu, which is, you know, enough to knock me out for a couple of weeks. And so I've just sort of been trying to build back the last couple of weeks um, and just being really happy, at least, with seeing my times drop, even though they're not as great as they were last year. It's at least nice to see some progress just sort of building back up um, and looking forward. Oh, simultaneous? COVID? Uh, no, no okay. COVID first and then like two days later the flu. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was, you know, trapped in my room for <laughs> a cool two weeks, but, <laughs> you know, somehow made it out. So after those two weeks away, what was the first process like to get back to competition, uh, I guess, level? Yeah, I mean, uh, luckily with COVID, I was authorized to go on runs on my own. Hmm. Um, and so I, I didn't really have symptoms during COVID, so I was able to train on my own the whole time. And it ended up being the only way I really could get out of my room. So I was doing a lot of long runs yeah. um, just to sort of deal with being trapped inside all day. Um, so physically, I wasn't knocked too back from co- knocked back too far from COVID. But then the flu had me absolutely <laughs> flat on my back for a few days. But um, after that, it was it actually wasn't too bad trying to get back just like a couple of uh, easier workouts, um, trying to like get the legs moving again, just sort of bust out the rust. But uh, the training was already kind of there just because I'd been so consistent leading up to those points. Um, so it wasn't too much of a setback. I at least got to train during COVID, so I was thankful for that. Great. And then you're going to Geneva, Ohio. Have you been to this track before? I have not. I've been to Ohio once for a cross country race. Mm. Uh, sophomore year but I've never been to Geneva <laughs> not sure what's there but <laughs> I guess we'll find out <laughs> right right and then obviously um you know you're representing the women's team there and then we have Liam Byrne representing the men's team um you know in terms of that uh you know th- this is similar almost to last year when it was you and John Rex right yeah definitely it was great to go with Johnny last year uh he was my biggest supporter <laughs> throughout the entire competition um so yeah it's exciting to be able to go with somebody again this year and then, um, you know, looking at the field kind of, it seems like some of the times for outdoor pretty fast. What do you look like in terms of what it looks like nationally so far? Yeah, it's a little scary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never really seen uh, 800 times be this fast on national rankings, mm-hmm. um, especially coming off of indoor where, like, you know, I, I, I guess pr- I perform so well in comparison to everyone else. Um, it's a little terrifying, especially like even my PR right now wouldn't even, probably wouldn't even put me in the top 10. Um, so it's a little bit scary, but I kind of have to keep reminding myself that any day can be anyone's day. Um, especially a lot of those times where run, those girls ran them at the beginning of the season. A lot of them ran them at 
um, early meets that they, you know, in California that they traveled to during the winter where we didn't really get that opportunity. Mm. Um, and my coach just kind of keeps reminding me that a lot of those times are old, like people's fitness aren't the same as they were earlier. Um, and just sort of, I'm just trying to keep within myself and just remind myself that this is, you know, my last shot. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's probably not the end of competing for me, but it's the end of my college career. So just telling myself that, you know, it's going to be just me <laughs> and whatever I can do that day because any, any given day can be anyone's. So, um, yeah, looking forward to sort of seeing how that pans out, especially given the fact that it's going to be in Ohio and my coach also reminded me that it's going to be like New England weather. So those girls who are running fast <laughs> times when it's like 85 degrees out, it may not show up when it's, I don't know, 60 degrees and rainy or something like that. So um, just starting to keep a positive outlook on it, despite the really scary <laughs> competition that may be coming my way. <laughs> Interesting. So it sounds like it might be yeah, anyone's race if uh, some of the weather factors level things out, right? Uh, I mean, not definitely not. I mean, Esther's going to win it because she's <laughs> insane okay, and right. everyone knows that. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, you know, besides that, um, yeah, I guess it could be anyone's depending on who has it on the day. Is it a different feeling kind of, you know, for indoor, I think you were what seated pretty high and now like you're almost more of an underdog. Is it a different feeling for you or do you approach things the same? Yeah, I mean, it's. I definitely would say I have a little bit less confidence going into indoor and even last year. Last year I came in seated fourth and indoor I was seventh. Um, and just kind of being seated already in a place to get All-American, it was kind of like, you know, we planned to have the final. Like I kind of had that in the back of my head that like, oh, here's what I do need to do to just finish in the top two um, in the preliminaries. Um, and so this time it's, it, I feel definitely a lot less confident in my ability to make the final. I'm, definitely more nervous going into it and then also just sort of given the timing of everything it's just a really stressful time to be a senior right now but um yeah I mean I I don't mind being an underdog I'm I can't say I'm exactly I, I, it kind of sounds cocky to say I'm not used to it mm. but um I guess this season just sort of panned out the way that it has so I'm sure I'm just going to go in with the mindset of just giving it all I can because you know this prelims could be my last race so might as well just give it everything. <laughs> sure, do you feel back to a kind of full strength like you were in indoor or still a process? I'm kind of waiting around to sort of pop. I feel like I usually have a point in the season where I have just a massive time drop. Mm. Um, and I feel like it's still pretty early, um, but I, I've been having solid workouts, so I'm excited to see what I can do um, and hope that that pop comes at the right time. <laughs> Certainly, yeah, it'd be the perfect timing this weekend. Yeah. Well, Elise, any other thoughts you want to share about nationals coming up? I mean, I'm just excited to get the opportunity to go again. Um, you know, it's 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 a gift in and of itself to be able to travel. So I'm happy that I'll be able to spend my last few days of college, <laughs> my last week of college, um, doing what I love most. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, Elise Lambert competing in the 800 meters this weekend in Geneva, Ohio. Thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Thank you. Bates Women's Lacrosse senior Jordan Tavetter was a second team all NASCAC selection this year. She ranked fourth in the NESCAC in draw controls and second on the team in goals scored. Somehow, in four years, we had never had Jordan as a guest on the Bobcast. Better late than never, we warmly welcome Jordan this week. We've got on NESCAC senior women's lacrosse midfielder Jordan Tavetter with us here on the Bobcast as it is senior week. And uh, Jordan, first of all, um, a, gr a great year for you. It seems like draw controls were kind of your bread and butter there for uh, the women's lacrosse team. How have you developed that part of your game throughout your time as a bobcat yeah actually if i want to like go back 
to when I first started lacrosse, my dad kind of just forced me to take the draw because nobody did it on my team growing up. And so that was like a skill that I was really specialized in. And it was like kind of a really big goal of mine to become the draw taker for Bates as well as a field player. But I just love having control over the draw because, I mean, it wins games. Yeah, certainly. When you take us back, you mentioned when you first started playing lacrosse, how did you get into the sport? My dad was my coach. So it was kind of like I was forced to play lacrosse. But honestly, I couldn't really imagine myself playing any other sport. I really loved it. So kept going with it. So from a young age, it sounds like. Second grade, I started. Gotcha. And so as you went along, kind of, how did Bates first get on your radar as a place you could possibly um, compete at and study uh, for college? Initially, I started looking at Division I schools, and I was pretty set on going Division I. But then a lot of people kind of influenced me out of it. But I was like, well, I still want to be in a competitive league. So NESCAC Division Three seemed like very comparable to to division one. So I decided looking at um, some NESCAC schools, I looked at Colby and Middlebury um, as well as like Williams. But then when I came to Bates campus, I actually just immediately fell in love with it. And the girls on the team when I visited were so amazing. So I think that really like solidified everything for me. Terrific. And then obviously you had a new head coach this year, Renee Olson. Tell us a little bit about her and uh, for you as a senior, what was that transition like to have a new coach for your final year? Yeah. So I remember I was like kind of one of the players that was deciding like what we want in a coach along with some other teammates of mine. And when we talked to Renee in the interview, it was like immediate. Everybody knew that we wanted her. Like she was everything we were looking for. She was super, um, she was intense, but she was also like, just like a very cool person that we felt like we could get along with a lot. And I think that really translated well throughout the season. She still kept her intense energy, but also like I felt like we could go to her for a lot of things. And she was a really great coach. So as a senior, that must give you some good optimism for the future for the program, right? Yeah, I think the way we connected this year was different from any other year Um, on and off the field. We had some like amazing defensive formations that were we're not going to be possible without her. I feel like we just clicked so well. Um, and she also like allowed us to bl- a bond um, really easily. She was really supportive of that. So we mentioned your success on draw controls this year, but you also scored a bunch of goals. Uh, you and your fellow senior Dana Swartz were uh, piling up the goals this year. What was that dynamic like? She was more attack, you were more midfield, but how did that dynamic work? Yeah, that was actually the, probably like the best motivation that I had was Dana would score and then I would score and we would just ride off of each other like that, like every single game. And like, we would hype each other up, be like, okay, well you have to score this one. You have to score this one. And it was like, honestly, if Dana wasn't there giving me that motivation sometimes, then I would have fallen through the cracks, but it was really fun having another senior that was as competitive as me and like put up as many points. I mean, more points for goals, but she's awesome. (laughs) Right, right. And then um, for you, what did it mean to be honored with an all-NESCAC uh, spot this season? Honestly, when I got the notification, when I got, like, the email, I was super surprised. I was like, well, I tried my best. And honestly, at the beginning of the season, I was like, I want to be an all-NESCAC player. But I didn't know, like, what the results were because I didn't really keep up with that kind of stuff. I don't know how to, like, navigate that. And then when I got the news, I was like, oh, my God. I'm honored. Like, this is a really cool title to have. 
Excellent. And then from a team perspective, obviously, one of the big highlights this year was beating Hamilton when Hamilton was ranked, uh, I think, 12th in the country at the time. Take us through that game because it was a last second stand, I know, at the end on defense for the Bobcats. But uh, take us through how, how you were able to get that victory. That game, we came out and we were all in the locker room. We were all so amped up and like ready to go. And we did our hair like all crazy to like in support of cancer awareness. And we were just like ready to rock and roll after that. Like everybody was so hyped up and we looked like completely, like, we looked so silly, but like it brought a certain energy that we hadn't really had before, I feel like. And so the whole game, we were just motivating each other. At halftime, we were like zero, zero. We're going to come out just like we did in the first half. Um, and then Emily Muller at the end really pulled together and did that save for us. So, yeah, that, that game all around was extremely fun to watch. Great. And then as a senior, you're one of four seniors this year for the women's lacrosse team. Obviously, it's been an interesting time for you. You know, two years very much abbreviated because of COVID. Um, how do you kind of keep the team you four seniors work together to keep the team going in the right direction despite very limited action in the past, uh, you know, previous two years before this one. Yeah, I think um, every what we tried to keep in mind was the years below us. We had one good season, um, really. And so the years below us didn't have a real college NESCAC lacrosse season. So we really tried to prepare them for, prepare every single grade below us for what's to come, what's, what a real season is like. Um, and we kind of emulated the seniors above us and the years above us because they did a really good job at balancing everything that we needed in a team. Um, and I think that the four of us really brought different perspectives and we were, we were like different personalities. So I think we meshed well together to emulate like a good season or what we've had in the past. Right, right. Well, excellent. Well, any other thoughts you want to share on your time as a Bobcat or anything we haven't got to talk about yet? Being a Bobcat, <laughs> actually, like, I couldn't really imagine myself on another team. I mean, I know I said I wanted to go D1, which would be, like, really cool. But I think that the biggest thing for me being on this team was this year was the best year I've ever had as a Bobcat in lacrosse. Like, the team was so connected and we all like we're so supportive of each other we all hang out all the time like there's never a click or a gap between any of the grades and I think that speaks a lot to Bates Women's Lacrosse and we emphasize that a lot during this season so just team culture is really big awesome all right well Jordan thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast uh, again all NESCAC this year for the Bobcats thanks again thank you so much Senior Week at Bates got started on the right foot Tuesday with the 7th Annual Senior Athlete Recognition Ceremony, where the Department of Athletics honored the college's 92 senior scholars. An award presented to seniors who have competed in a varsity sport for four years and are graduating with a GPA of 3.5 or higher. Field hockey's Bridget Thompson was chosen as a senior speaker, and she, along with men's cross-country and track and field's John Mashansky, earned the Milton L. Lindholm Scholar Athlete Awards as the varsity letter-winning athletes from a men's team and a women's team with the highest cumulative grade point averages. Mashansky competed in his final meet as a Bobcat last Thursday and finished his career in style, earning a spot on the Bates' top 10 all-time performance list in the 1,500 meters. He joins the Bobcast to look back on the meet and his career. Well, John, first of all, let's take us back to the MIT final qualifying meet there. Uh, PR for you, 
not only a PR in the 1500, you got onto that top 10 list. I imagine that's been something you've been hunting for for a while, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, something, you know, when you get here at Bates as an athlete, uh, you, you want to achieve, you want to, you know, you want to have that, you know, memory etched in stone, I guess. And it's, uh, it was, it was a great race, a uh, great end to the season, my first and last outdoor season. Cause I was injured freshman year and then missed the last two years, but it was, uh, definitely a very good end. Very happy with it. Happy to, happy to sneak on that top 10 list. Uh, I think it's a very prestigious one. We have a lot of, you know, great, uh, great runners, uh, throughout the great history of Bates track and field and definitely honored to be on it. Uh, I will say my, my teammates might take that away from me next year, but, but, uh, I'm honestly rooting for them. I hope they do. I want this program to succeed. So, um, shout out to all those guys and I hope they, you know, keep, keep at it. I, I see a lot of talent on the team, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the next couple of years. How'd the race kind of go from your perspective? I mean, take us through it. Yeah, sure. So it went out very fast, um, uh, for like 300. I mean, this probably doesn't mean much, but it was like 44, which is for, you know, 1500. That's like sub three forty five pace, which is like four minute pace, um, mm. for like a mile, um, uh, which yeah, I'm not, I'm not capable of running that, but <laughs> so it went out very fast, but, um, I actually felt pretty good, kind of slowed down over the next two laps and then sort of, uh, brought it home on the last one. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a pretty, you know, very overcast day, but the, there was very minimal wind, which as a runner is, you never want, you never want wind, uh, cause it always slows you down, but it was, it was honestly, the temperature was great, a little chilly, but I mean, honestly, as a runner, a uh, little chilliness is not a, not a terrible thing. And, um, yeah, it was great conditions, great competition. Uh, you know, guys have been running against throughout the whole season from other schools and it's great to, you know, keep going at them. I mean, I think what makes uh, you know running in college special is you know what actually makes it meaningful to like win a race or compete is that you're competing against other people who are also very driven and also very talented and obviously if you're just running with yourself it's you know you know so for the person I think I got third in the race I mean it was uh, it was a good day there, but yeah the two guys have beat me very good competitors and uh, I was happy happy to race against them and. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. So, and for you as a senior, you've been part of a, a cross country and track and field team that has swept the main state meet for the first time uh, since I've been at Bates. Uh, the first time since 2014, 15. I mean, take us through what the importance of those the state meets this year for you guys. Oh, the state meets are definitely some of the most fun parts of the season in all three seasons, and I'm glad we were able to do it this year. Obviously, I think freshman year we got beat by Bowden and Cross, and that was. Very difficult, but uh, and obviously like sophomore year, uh, we didn't have spring. We were all, we were we, we were probably gonna get. It. I think we were gonna right. Get it. Yeah, true. The <laughs> last couple of years it was you couldn't sweep them because yeah. there weren't three of them. Right? But no, yeah. this year was very special. I mean, cross we had a, was at Pineland at cross. Mm-hmm. The, the, we were at home for cross. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, my first year I think in cross where I actually, you know, was not half bad. So because I, I I didn't do cross country in high school so. Mm. Uh, you know, coming in here, I was I was uh, definitely struggled a bit, but this year I had a, a pretty good cross season, and the indoors, indoors always, in, in my opinion, is the, the the most energetic, and it was very energetic this year. And we went to the new Colby facility, super nice place, and uh, you know we dominated there. I think we blew blew them out of the water, a lot of fun, doubled in the I think mile and thousand, got got me defended my thousand meter state title. There you go. <laughs> Even though it's kind of an odd event, but uh, I'll take it. You know. It's a, it's a fun event, and yeah, one of uh, one of the freshmen had a nice little race with him there, and then 
this outdoor we uh, we were at Bates again on the Russell Street track. The last time that track I think uh, was used before they've replacing that, it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was good to uh, good to uh, to race on that. I think it was actually my first time racing on there, and, and again my last. But um, <laughs> but uh, it was it was a good time. No, it was a lot of fun. Um, I love I love this team. I love everybody on it. Um, so it's it's always fun to compete with people and um, you know hype each other up and see everybody else uh, succeed. Um, so yeah, we well, mentioned cross country. You got to go to nationals this year. How was that experience? Oh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's definitely a special experience to be able to go to nationals because uh, you know it's not something that's guaranteed. You actually have to fight for it. Um, and I think this year was definitely extra special because we had a lot of. A lot of injuries, a lot of people who, uh, you know, had some unfortunate, uh, you know, sicknesses, injuries towards the end of the season. So a lot of our lower lower guys had to step up to the plate. And, again, I was someone who – I was actually scoring this year. And normally I was not expecting to be scoring going into this year. I was sort of like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do whatever I can. But I uh, sort of surprised myself and stepped into it and stepped up to the plate and, uh, you know, had a good time. And, you know, we, we fought at NESCACs. We – the next X was a lot of fun for cross country because you know we we just beat Amherst and that was probably that was like a big decider I think when they ended up picking people and then regionals was a lot of fun and then obviously yeah going down to Kentucky never been before but it was a lot of fun the trip was super special again I love those those seven guys that we went with and um, I mean it was just an amazing time uh, the whole experience just the course was great the conditions were great on the day it was a fast day a great course and. Uh, yeah, we got to go to the, the Churchill Downs, you know, been on some horse races, which was fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a great time and uh, definitely a memory I will uh, cherish forever. So, And one thing that we just announced today is that you are one of our two Lindholm Scholar-Athlete Award winners. Uh, that means the highest GPA on a men's team and highest GPA on a women's team, obviously for John, for one of the men's t- teams with cross-country and track and field. But not only that, highest GPA, 4.0. You you got all A's at Bates in four years. How how did you pull this off? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, a couple of things. I mean, obviously, I worked very hard for it, but you know, there's there's some luck involved too. You need to get some good teachers and stuff like that. And but I definitely worked very hard for it. I've always just I've always been pretty academically minded and always you know make sure to do my work on time. I guess and I, I, it's not something I really you know think too much on. I just you know I just get the work done. I, I'm pretty intellectually curious, so I like you know, do my own research on stuff and try to pick up things on my own. And I guess, you know, it just adds up, I guess. I don't know. I just, yeah, I enjoy all the classes. I, I picked classes that I really liked. And I think when you're, you know, studying something that you enjoy a lot, in this case for me, it was, you know, physics and math classes. It, it really actually, you know, helps you, helps you do well. I mean, I'm sure there's some classes I would take that I wouldn't enjoy that I would struggle in. So, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's, it's an incredible honor. I'm, I'm very happy to, to have it. And, you know, there's a lot of people along the way, that, uh, fellow students and obviously professors that it wouldn't be possible without. And I'm just, you know, again, honored, uh, honored, honored for it. And I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a special honor and it definitely means a lot. So certainly. And then, I mean, I'm curious because what I normally would ask about being in season year round, you know, at Bates, but obviously with COVID, that wasn't necessarily the case, but this year you were in season each each you know fall, winter, spring, and balancing that with a- academics. I mean, a lot of people say the routine is really helpful. Oh yeah, I, I definitely think the routine is very helpful. It adds a lot of structure um, to your life, and sort of you know this is the time I'm practicing, this is the time I'm studying. Um, I definitely think that helped a lot, and I'm hoping post graduation I can sort of 
find a way to mimic that routine a bit to keep that, uh, you know, I guess success going. And then I'm curious about graduation. Obviously, you're graduating on Sunday, of course. Um, you know, what, what's next for you? <laughs> yeah, so actually, believe it or not, I'm going to be starting work pretty quickly, uh, starting work on June 6th. I'm going to be working as an actuary for an insurance company. So, uh, you know, kind of staying in the math realm, I guess. Um, uh, Long term, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how I like I like this job, I guess. Uh, I'm, again, very happy to have a job <laughs> out of graduation. So uh, we'll see how I like it. And, you know, if not, maybe I go back to school for, you know, math or something. But if I like it, I'll stay with it. So, You're from Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm from Mass. Yeah. I'm from. Mass. Are you headed back there then? Yeah, the, yeah okay. the, the job is the job is uh, is in Mass. Um, so nice. Uh, I, I like I like I like the New England region, of course. You know, I wanted to go to school uh, in in New England, and uh, again, it was a great experience. I love I love the I love the area up here. You know, you got to you get to go out into the backwoods. You get you know, it's beautiful beautiful places to run. Um, because I ne- never never been a big city guy, so this is like a great place. It was a great place for me to be and definitely helped when you're in a good environment it definitely helps uh, your success I think because you're in a good headspace so I know some track and field athletes and cross-country runners compete in various races after they graduate uh, is that something you're planning on doing or yeah I think I'll keep running I mean I, I enjoy it a lot I, li- I like the competition so hopefully yeah, I think after school I'll keep running just to you know keep my head on a straight also get that you know try because I love competition you know competing and you know, going for a goal, and obviously, unlike you know, running is is very fortunate. It's a sport where, you know, after school, it is not it's not too hard to you know stick with it. You can just you know step outside your uh, your door and just go for a run. Or there's there's tracks everywhere, um, in this country. So it's you know it's not very hard to do. Unlike maybe, you know, play for a uh, you know a, I don't know field hockey or fo- right. football. <laughs> I don't know because obviously you know. If after graduation or like football or something, you know, it's kind of hard to find people who want to play. So, but yeah, no, I think I will. I, I enjoyed it a lot, and I th- just uh, yeah, just to, just to see how far I can push myself, and yeah, just have fun with it, I guess. Great. Well, any other thoughts you want to share about your time at Bates? We haven't even talked about yet. Uh, I mean, I think I've mentioned most of it. I mean, again, I love I love the Lewiston area. I love, I mean, this this track and field team. I mean, it wouldn't have been. Uh, the experience it was without the people, the people on it, it really comes down to the people. I mean, um, my teammates and coaches, um, and, I mean, made this experience what it was. Obviously, I have my classmates as well. I've met from, you know, other teams and people out on teams. Those people mean a lot, but, I mean, the closest group I've been to, I've been the track and field team, and uh, I can't, can't, uh, can't say it enough that it is, like, a, a big family, and these are the people you're closest to, and, um you know, I've left with uh, connections for life. These people will be friends for life, and uh, I think that's what a lot of college is about. You know, people you know you, uh, you know you bond with, and you know get to call friends forever. So um, that's definitely the my biggest takeaway, I guess, from college is you know just meeting these people and just growing so close to them, supporting them because they have you know similar, obviously also competing on the track team they wanted to do it in college. So they have similar interests, and you just bond a lot over that and supporting them and yeah awesome well john mashansky our lindholm scholar athlete award winner uh, along with bridget thompson of course uh thanks so much for joining the bobcast really appreciate it thank you next time on the bates bobcast we'll recap how our bobcats do at the women's rowing and track and field ncaa championships plus a look ahead to the ira national championships for men's rowing that's next time on the bates bobcast bates, 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 bates.